Welcome to episode 87 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday morning. Myself, Drew Skyber, bringing you all the news in the sports world here on the podcast. And yeah, I'm having little technical difficulties right now with the headset. Can't really hear the audio, but I can tell you, you know, we're here and I'm excited to share news in the sports world with you. So that is where we're at here. And look, we got a lot of stuff to talk about always here, it seems. But high school football, right? We got to talk about the Two Rivers Raiders. They do get the job done against Racine St. Catharines. We'll touch on that game and preview their upcoming matchup with, yep, Catholic Memorial is the opponent on Friday. And then, of course, we'll talk with the Milwaukee Bucks. They continue their historic start, their best start in franchise history. We'll be on that. We'll talk about a little preview on next week. We'll talk about the Packers. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it here. Um, not going to be, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to rant, but I'll share my frustrations that collectively many of us have. So we'll kind of keep that at the end, you know, a pretty bitter way to end the episode, but look, um, I'll, I'll try to throw some things at you know, maybe make that make that yesterday feel a little better. How about that? So that is where we're at announcement wise. You know the drill. Uh, social medias uh, at True Sports Crew on the Instagram and Twitter, and then of course on TikTok as well. True Sports Crew. That's where you'll find it all there. Otherwise, right, Facebook, YouTube, Drew Sports Crew. If you're watching live on YouTube, appreciate it, Drew Sports Crew, of course, there. Also, Twitch, at Drew Sports Crew. Catch episodes on there. You know, you know something that's usually used for gaming live streams. Guess what? Podcast on there as well. Pretty interactive. Nice to have up in the background. So can't go wrong with Twitch as well. Thrive Fantasy. Promo code J2M. Remember that, you know, get on there, get your parlays loaded for football. It's been wild the past few weeks. So recommend getting on there. Of course, uh, hats, right? $15. You know, if you want a your, your own podcast hat, get started, of course, at True Sports. Who reach out $15 again, this one, or the Journey to Million one. It's in the back there. See it? J2M. Actually, there's no promo code for that, but if you want your J2M hat, $15. There it is right for you. Otherwise, Fantasia is usually the final announcement, and today it is Drew's basketball crew. Uh, we'll be talking more about Fantasia, of course. Tomorrow morning, you know, that 10 to 15-minute-ish show, Tuesday mornings, previewing the NBA DFS slate. And, yeah, you know, Fantasia is a great app, of course. Moving to 8-1. and one. Of in the podcast league in fantasy football, so it's been an exciting week with that. But yeah, join me on Fantasia. That link is down below in the link tree. Find it there. Scroll to the bottom. It's one of the last links there. And get started on Fantasia. The future of fantasy sports is here with Fantasia. So go check them out. And that wraps up the announcements. But first, scheduling wise, gotta talk about what's going on this week. This is the first episode of the week. Only three episodes this week. You'll hear myself tomorrow morning again for the basketball crew, Drew's basketball crew. It'll be up on there. 
Otherwise, you'll hear me Wednesday night alongside Zach Roush and Jared Valeski for Journey to a Million. Yep, we'll we'll talk about what all happened this past week in football. We'll do a little preview then on next week. We'll do our drafts. You can hear those two argue. You know, that's usually kind of the agenda of the show, but it very action packed. A lot of a lot of entertainment value with that. And we'll kind of break down the big stories of the week as well. We'll kind of we talk fantasy relevance too. So if you're like a waiver wire. Send in your questions. We'd love to answer those. We talk trades. A lot of fun there on Journey to Millions. So that gets me right into, let's go right to high school football now, into the show. And we'll start, right? I mean, there's only one game going on in the, with EWC relevance, and we'll talk about it. I just want to mention first, there are no conference teams released yet in the EWC. When those come out, we will be talking about those, of course, on the podcast as well. We'll also, of course, we got you covered for preseason basketball. No worries, EWC. I'll see if we can get a guest on. You know, we'll, we'll get something going for that as well. But otherwise, let's get going here into the show. We got, of course, two rivers and Racine St. Catharines. Two rivers had to travel down there. Heard they had the fan bus. They all they had a nice group going down there. And of course, it was not so great in um, weather. So credit, of course. The Raiders fans who made their way down, any EWC fans making their way in support of your squad. Uh, let, let's go through the game. So we mentioned this to this team, you know, this Racine St. Catherine's team. It, it should be a winnable game for two rivers is kind of what I said, you know, looking, not even just looking at common opponents, looking through the stats. It was like, all right, two rivers, you know, based on, even based on the common opponent thing, it should have been, I was thinking two scores, you know, two rivers wins by. Two rivers, they 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 did some great things on Friday. They went 35 to 6. So they won't end up winning by 29. I anticipated, you know, with 14 point win, maybe even get to the 17, but no. 29 is the number they win by on Friday. And this was at Horlick Field. I believe this is St. Catharines, Racine St. Catharines home field. What happened was and first quarter, no score between the two squads. And then a three-touchdown quarter for the Raiders. It starts with Klinkner to Phillips, a 33-yard touchdown. And then with 8.56 left in the second, we get a Elijah Mott receiving touchdown from Klinkner, a seven-yard gain. They get the two-point conversion, and they go for it by Mathi- with Matthias. They get it. And then a pick six by Justin Klinkner, 21-0 is your score at half. Yeah. Wonder how St. Catharines is feeling after that, and it kept going on the third quarter. Chase Mathias, he gets his own rushing touchdown, two-yard one, and then I see Max Mathias got a rushing touchdown as well. I do not have how they scored their touchdown. It looks like um, it looks like St. Catherine's quarterback uh, got it in. Um, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. It was John Perugni, and he was five for nineteen, t- no touchdowns, two interceptions. So they may, when this team had to pass is when they got in trouble, right? And we kind of talked about that. We talked about DJ Miller being the stud on this team. 18 of 101 was him, so he had a great game, averaging 5.6 yards an attempt. And they were able to hold those Racine St. Catherine's receivers in check. That's what we wanted. Jakari Oliver, two for 18. That was it. Two receptions. And then also Davian Thomas Kumpala, we talked about, two for 16 as well. Dominic Pitts then was the lone guy, other guy who was one for 30 in this game. Wow. You know, 
It was impressive by the Raiders how they were able to stop this Racine St. Catharines receiving tack. So love to see that. Let's go to the rushing side four two rivers. Chase Matthias, 29 of 103, 3.6 yards and attempt one re- rushing touchdown, not receiving. Um, he had that on his resume, of course. We know two, we know Matthias even rushing. You know, 29 attempts, 20 out of 48 attempts. So pretty good workload for him. Got the job done on the rushing side. Clickner was nine for 30 as well. But going through passing wise, he only passed the ball 12 times. You know, it's, I always say like that, maybe 15 to 20, we'll see for Clinkner, but only 12 times needed in this game. Eight for 12, mind you, for that. Two passing touchdowns, one interception for Clinkner. But then the receiving side, it was that balanced attack. You know, it was, it was Austin Phillips. I mean, not like they only passed eight times. So there wasn't really much balance, but a total of five guys got the ball in with eight pass completions. So there's some balance, but it was Orrin Gallagher who had one reception. Phillips, one for 33 with a touchdown. Matthias, one for nine. Mott, four for 54 with a touchdown. And Xander Pop, one for eight. The defensive side, they had a sack in this game. Christian Piles got that one. Xander Pop then with an interception. And then also that pick six by Klinkner was the other one in this game. No force fumbles for two rivers. Do not have any defensive stats for St. Catharines, but I can tell you this. Two rivers, they're moving on. They're moving to level four. This game will get them to state is what will happen. And basically what we got going on is we have a matchup. Yes, you heard me right at the start of this episode. I said they're facing Catholic Memorial and for those who know Catholic Memorial, you know, first for EWC, I believe the last matchup between Catholic Memorial and an EWC opponent was state football in 2019. We saw at a level, I believe it was Division Four. we saw Keel and Catholic Memorial square off, and Catholic Memorial, they won that game by a lot. So Keel ended up being the state runners up that year in 2019, and uh, now we see another matchup for an EWC opponent against Catholic Memorial this time two rivers will get their shot at them and they will get their shot at 12 and 0 Catholic Memorial averaging 44 a game. So what I'm saying is, you know, two rivers, I think they can put up a fight. I don't know what kind of fight, but look, Catholic Memorial, um, we're talking number one team in D4. We're talking seven and zero in the Parkland conference. They, um, scored 329 points in the Parkland conference. The ne- the next best team was Pewaukee. They beat them 28, 26, right? So, they, I mean, they've, they have showed that they can be beat. Uh, they beat Franklin 34, 28, but scary thing for me is the last close game they've played. Why I say close, like a one score game was September 9th. That's two months ago. So what I'm hoping is, you know, this team hasn't played close games. And we I, I kind of mentioned with two rivers, they're blowing everyone out. What if when they play Chilton, you know, what happens? And we kind of saw them play down maybe a little Chilton, you know, based on standards, based on how people thought the game was going to turn out. But they still got the job done. But what I'm saying is we can hope that Catholic Memorial, you know, they haven't been accustomed to playing these, you know, these games where the fourth quarter necessarily matters. And like even the playoffs, it was 49-14, 49-14, 35 nothing. 
Uh, they probably weren't playing many meaningful second halves. So you got to like that going for two rivers. And yeah, both squads undefeated right now. So someone's going to fall. And I can tell you on Catholic Memorial who we're looking for. We're looking at Isaiah Nathaniel. He passed for 1,600 yards this year. So, you know, Clay there's passed for a lot more yards this year than him, but the rushing attack is for them. You know, their strong suits. Corey Smith is the guy. 1,100 yards rushing over for that. So that put him, that put him like third in the conference. So if you're wondering, Matthias and um, Klinkner both have more passing and rushing yards respectively for their stats than them. But then also Elijah Mott, throw him in there. He also would lead the, that team in receiving. But this team's very balanced, is what is what happens. Is so it's not just. You know, they don't just have one guy doing everything other than, of course, Nathaniel, the quarterback. But this team's got Bennett McCormick, Jimmy Sheelan. Uh, the, these guys are receivers. I mean, they have multiple receivers are very balanced. That's why this team puts up 44 a game. And it's not like one guy does not have these you know state leading stats. It's, you know, we'll put up 44 a game and we'll have a lot of players will have good to great stats. And that's kind of this team. You know, they're very balanced. They have a lot of depth. Right, I mean that's kind of the main thing you think with them. They have guys, you know, who it's almost like on Catholic Memorial's team they'll they'll be starting other other like anywhere else. But you know, on Catholic Memorial they might be, you know, playing limited minutes, one side of the ball, special teams. Catholic Memorial has the depth is kind of what I like to say that puts them, you know, above and beyond those other squads, even Division Four, even all of Wisconsin football. Forty six rushing touchdowns, eighteen passing touchdowns this year, so. I would say this team, as many teams are in in high school football in Wisconsin, it's it's going to be a 70-30, maybe 65-35 uh, rushing or to passing split. We're going to not see this team. It's going to be very a lot like two rivers in terms of uh, we'll, we'll see Isaiah Nathaniel pass 15, 20 times tops. Right? I, I don't expect I don't expect this team trying to pass on two rivers. I think they're going to run the ball. I think they're going to run the football and I mean, we said DJ Miller, he had success last week, 5.6 an attempt. I guarantee they're going to be looking at that. They're going to be game planning on ways to run the football against this team. So we got to see, hopefully, Two Rivers can stop the run. And I am wondering how Two Rivers will fare against this offense as well, or this defense of, of Catholic Memorial. Keep in mind, Catholic Memorial has only allowed 63 points this year. Two Rivers has only allowed... Let me get that number for you. 48, but not to dog on the EWC. The Parkland Conference ends up historically has been, you know, better than the EWC. Like in terms of um talent with like it it just happens to be with like um some of some of the schools they have in there, of course, Pewaukee being the main one, New Berlin West. They they end up having historically good schools in football, New Berlin Eisenhower being another one, just just solid. And also, they play. You gotta keep in mind. You know how many school, how many kids are in these schools? They play in a conference with seven hundred and nine hundred kids. It's not like the EWC where you know you got two rivers with. Let me get you the right enrollment. Five fifty three. So they're you know kind of like just on the cutoff for D four. Catholic Memorial only is five sixty six. But my point is like Pewaukee, New Berlin. You know, these are like some D3 schools Catholic Memorial's playing with and, you know, Two Rivers is playing with, right? We have like Ron Colley with 250, some schools with 300, 400, low 500. It, it's 
a lot smaller schools in the EWC. So you end up seeing a lot more competition in these schools as well. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it. It's going to be a tough game. I mean, this is the, the, everyone, everyone's going to say this. So it's like, okay, well, thank you, Drew. But th- this is the hardest opponent two rivers has faced all year. This will be the hardest game they have all year. So I think even like literally if, if they win this game, I mean, this is the, uh, this is, would be one of the most impressive wins we'd see in all of EWC football. I mean, this is, that's kind of where we're looking. Like, if they win this game, they I think they win state. I mean, like, this is the game, like, this is the toughest team in Division Four. So, kind of where I go there. Not counting two rivers out, but I really hope they make this a game. I really hope they make it close. I really hope they get the job done, as many do. But, listen, I mean, this is this is uh, going to be a tough test. Like, this is the toughest game. You'll see this is the toughest opponent any EWC team has faced all year. Like I, the list goes on, right? I can keep saying things like that, but we're rooting for two rivers. I'll tell you that all EWC unites here for a team like two rivers facing a team like Catholic Memorial, just like again, how Keel rallied to get to state in 2019. We're rooting for them. You know, we're rooting for a different result, of course, than what happened then, but that's kind of where I'll, I'll wrap it up because the preview basically stems from, you know, Memorial's a balanced squad, a lot of depth. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to try to run the ball. They can pass the ball, though, too, if they need to, Like just like TR. They're very they're very similar schools, but Memorial's got even more depth, and we know how much depth Two Rivers has. So that's where we're, we're looking at that. The game's at Slinger High School, by the way. I know I didn't throw that out. That ends up being around like 40 minutes for me, um, EWC area. It's probably over an hour, right? Um, so if you want to make your way down, I'm sure Two Rivers has some, bu- has some busting thing going on. I'm just positive, but ends up being a pretty generous drive for Catholic Memorial. Shocker, we know. But yeah, good luck to Two Rivers. I'll wish them good luck at the end of the episode as well. But that wraps up the EWC talk. Thank you again, Wisports Sports WSN, for all of your Wisconsin high school sports needs. It is in the description below, so go check them out there. But let's go. Let's talk about some basketball. I predicted the Bucks were going three and one this week. Silly me, you know. I, I there's a few reasons why it's in, right. Monday and Wednesday, those two games. Not gonna say I predicted them to lose one of those. It's just it's hard to beat a team back to back games in the NBA, right? As expected. And we ended up seeing a Monday, Wednesday, both of them. They sweep the Pistons in that two game set, if you want to call it that. One ten, one hundred eight, one sixteen, nine to ninety one, respectively. And then Minnesota and Friday primetime ESPN 9 p.m. tip. They get the job done 115 to 102. Holiday goes off for 29. And then that Oklahoma game was a little scary at the start because it was like Giannis just got ruled out. It was really load management. But they get it done, thankfully. And 108 94 is the score. Brooke Lopez has. I, I was a little critical on Brooke Lopez in the first few games. I really was. I was not pleased with some effort and some plays. Um, just overall, some decision-making. I, I felt it was pretty poor. First three games, four games, maybe. Pretty small sample size, but Lopez looks great. I mean, he, he looks... When he gets the ball, he's, he's been efficient. He's been an excellent rim protector. He's, he's just had a great year so far. Portis has played well. Holiday's played well. I mean, there's a reason this team's eight, 9-0 now. And... You know, Giannis isn't the only one. It's the depth around him. It's the the players coming back. It's 
Marjan Beauchamp is a guy who Minnesota, he played big minutes. Might not be ready offensively yet, but let me tell you, defensively, he looks he looks like he's been playing for years in the NBA. It's it's impressive to see. Uh, I'm a little worried about these week this week's matchup, but I have to go three. I had to say three and zero. I mean, with how this team's playing, it'd be silly of me not to say three and zero, right? The matchups go Atlanta tonight. This this is the game where people are like, all right, Bucks. If they're losing one, they're losing in Atlanta, and I really don't want to see that happen because you, know, you got Oklahoma and San Antonio. I have a feeling uh, we could see them win. Like I, I feel like Wednesday and Friday are going to be the the easy wins, right? I mean, not to say anyone in the NBA is easy because it's not, but Wednesday and Friday are like, all right, I feel like we're going to win these games. But tonight against Atlanta, I'll, I'll have that game on. You know, Marquette plays tonight. Uh, this game's on tonight, Monday Night Football. I'm booked. You know, quite frankly. A lot of things going on in the sports world. Uh, so, got a lot of things I want to watch. Also, Milwaukee Panthers basketball kicks off tonight, too. It's like a lot of stuff. Uh, but anyways, that's kind of the basketball side here. Uh, those three games, I got 3-0. and oh. It's All three are on the road, right? 7-15. For, I almost said first pitch, but tip-off tonight, 7-15. Wednesday's at 7 Friday's at seven. You really add 10 minutes to those because we know how the NBA works. They start 10 minutes later. It's like they like being late, but fine. So that's kind of where we're at. I think Giannis will be playing tonight. That knee soreness seemed to be like, oh, kind of a back-to-back absence. I will. The next back-to-back instance, though, is not really until Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. I don't even know when it is. Oh, Friday to Saturday. Yeah, we're not going to see him play probably. Saturday, December 3rd at Charlotte. They uh, It's a back-to-back. They go from L.A. to Charlotte. Uh, yeah, he's he's not playing that. So I'll tell you that. But hopefully this needs soreness is a one-game one kind one thing, one-game absence. Let's go to football, though. <sighs> the sigh is because of football, because look at this. The Green Bay Packers, they out-yard the team. I, I just said it, out-gained them in yards, out-yarded them. 389 to 254, and they lose by six. Yes, they have three turnovers to their one. They have the same amount of first downs. They dominate time possession. It's like it's kind of like in the past few weeks. It's like you might think they've won the game. Well, I mean, the three turnovers that set tells me they didn't. I, I would have told you they didn't win the game if I saw that, but uh, yeah, Detroit was able to just capitalize, you know, some mistakes they were able to. I mean, I'm not going to say Detroit played well. I, I really didn't think they played well. I just think they played better than the Packers. <laughs> the Packers played terrible. So that's where I'm at. The The red zone plays were a disaster. I mean, it was it was atrocious. Do I dare say Goff outperformed Rodgers today? Maybe. You know, maybe he did. But Aaron Rodgers, your leading rusher, a lot of injuries today. Unfortunately, it sounds like the news we got from Rashawn Gary is disastrous. The torn ACL. Um, of course, we're seeing Rashawn Gary, the best, an absolute stud, a monster out there. It was like a dark horse defensive player of the year for me. Like that's how dominant he is, and he plays. I mean, he plays like that. So we're wishing him a great recovery, um, a speedy recovery with that. And then also, um, we're looking at Aaron Jones. Sounds like he'll be okay. Um, that's kind of the updates I saw. Uh, Jones is going to play this week. Uh, they, they were able to see um, the ankle injury was not as serious as thought, thankfully. 
I have not gotten a status update. I don't know anything about Stokes. I don't know anything about Sean Watson. Um, no Romeo Dobbs updates. Let me see. Packers injury updates. I'm trying to see if I can get any information here, but I'm pretty sure the, the kind of the main updates I have shared. Yeah, Gary's has confirmed uh, torn ACL as well. But I have no updates on any of the other players, unfortunately. So I hope we can kind of get some stuff on them. Uh, looks like Dobbs is going to be like day-to-day kind of thing right now. But when I, when I have more information, gladly pass it here. I'll pass it here to you all. Um, and of course, it might be something where we'll all see it at the same time with that. That's kind of the injury update for the Packers. Again, using ESPN for... All the all your Packer needs right now on this, but right now, I mean, do I really want to talk about the game? You know, Shane Zilstra got a touchdown pass from the the end of the first half to make it eight nothing. They got the two point conversion due to the Alexander penalty. We saw Lazard get that touchdown. It was eight to six. Then James Mitchell gets a touchdown pass, fifteen six. Crosby tacks on a field goal and fifteen nine. That's your game, basically. Um. What I want to touch on though is so standings, you're three and six, you're tied with Chicago right now. The Bears have put up more points than you. You've put up the least amount of points in the NFC North. Yeah, I said that right. You put up the least amount of points by 33 points. That's almost that's like two games of output for the Packers right now. So pretty significant at that. Uh but roster wise, you know, I want to touch on like Rodgers obviously didn't play well. It's for me, you know, it's got to be for him the thumb. It's got to be uh, not having weapons. It's got to be a mix of the all like multiple things because you know you don't really change the offensive system a lot. You you change the personnel a little bit. I mean, I, a, a good bit. Uh, the offensive line gets a little worse from last year. Uh, the defense is at same-ish numbers as last year in terms of points allowed. So you, it tells me the defense is the problem. It's right now. It's the offense. The offense is is different from last year in terms of talent wise, in terms of output, and that's your difference. You know, it, they weren't efficient at all running the ball at all. When Rogers is your leading rusher, AJ Dillon couldn't get anything going on. Um, AJ Dillon got four targets. He didn't look he didn't look comfortable in any of them. Of uh, Watson played okay, but when he was out there, and then he unfortunately got hurt. Samori Torre is getting a lot more usage than we thought. Josiah, Josiah DeGuara had 5 for 41. It was, it was kind of alarming how much he did. He had more than Tunyon. So, you know, using two tight ends, it just, there's not a lot of weapons. I mean, it looks like this offense is missing Devontae Adams, as many have said. I know a lot of people are skeptical. This game was made them think. It's like, why does Rodgers get all that money? Why would you pay Rodgers, you know? I mean, after back-to-back MVP years, the talent was undoubtedly there, you know. And the other thing is, there are usually, I, I always like to say, there's two positions you pay in football. You pay the quarterback, you pay, and you pay an edge, the defensive end, rusher, a pass rusher, basically. You pay those guys. For sure, you lock them up long-term. And then, of course, whatever money is available, I always say, you know, even like a wide receiver, like you get a guy... Look at like Devontae Adams, right? Stephon Diggs. Those guys are the ones you pay the money. 
And those are kind of like guys who I feel you lock long term. Otherwise, you you kind of replenish. You kind of you know you don't resign some of those other guys, and because those are guys you can draft. I feel I feel like you can if you hit on the draft, you you're able to replace those guys effectively. It's hard to replace. It's hard to hit on edges. The, the pass rushes those good great ones, and the Packers hitting on Rashawn Gary is huge because of that, right? And I mean, with Rodgers, obviously, it's hard to hit on a quarterback like of Rodgers' caliber. But right now, he's not—he's not playing well. I mean, it's as simple as that. He's not going to admit the thumb. He's not going to admit that. But I'll tell you, it's something right now, and we'll—we're waiting to hear kind of more on what's going on. And certainly, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, game does not get easier next week. They are playing the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau. Mike McCarthy's squad, the Cowboys, come on in. Coming in hungry, 325, I believe, is is when the game starts. Kickoff. I got to get all my terms. Not tip off. Not not first pitch. Nope, nope. It's kickoff at 325. And that should be an interesting one. Packers right now, four and a half point underdogs at home. Yes, I said that right. Rodgers is not an underdog at home a lot. And you know, now, he is to, now he is on Sunday, next Sunday. And he even mentioned in his press conference, he was like, we're going to be underdogs rest of the year every single game. And. It's deserved. He said that, and quite frankly, it is. Yep, and we'll see what what, what happens here. You know, um, it's tough. I mean, you're going to lose your best pass rusher. You got some other injuries on defense. I don't know where it goes from here. You know, I've always just like, come on, you got to win this next one. They're going to win this next one. I don't know where it is from here. Um, I can tell you this. I can tell you the Brewers have won a more recent game than the Packers. I can tell you that one. Um, and I don't know. I think I'll leave you with that stat because um, we can be optimistic all we want, but this team hasn't showed us a reason to be optimistic. So that's kind of where I'll leave it. Rooting for the Packers, of course, but it's not looking good right now. But that's probably going to wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skyberg, I guess. Again, social media, at Drew Sports Crew. You know the drill. You know where to find me. You know where to find the podcast. We have a lot of great stuff up on there. If you like controversial power rankings, I mean, the ones Zach makes, they are perfect for you, Zach, of Jerry Million. Likes to make controversial takes, and you'll see my power rankings every Wednesday or so. You'll see those up. Otherwise, of course, we have a lot of great other stuff. We have Bucks Prediction Challenge. We got some player picks for fantasy football, team picks for fantasy. I mean, it's not really fantasy football. It's just football, but a lot of great content on the Instagram, Facebook, after Sports Crew, all up on there. And again, that'll wrap it up for myself, Drew Skyberg, on this Monday morning. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.